0: Hello everyone, your editor Daryl here. In case you missed it, Morris has a new puppy. His name is Hudson and he is a very good boy. He was also incredibly keen to participate in the discussion on this week's episode. Unfortunately, Hudson's command of the English language is not that great, so it's pretty much just a lot of barking i've attempted to clean up the audio as best i can but be warned there is a lot of dog this week uh, they did try basically everything they could to calm hudson down so much that the podcast i got was in three parts due to large breaks they took to try to wear him out so we take a nap but it was to no avail the doggo opinions on descendant to avernus will not be silenced anyway here's the guys to explain what it was like recording this episode before we get started we, did, we do kind of want to apologise for the fact that Hudson, my dog, barked constantly throughout this episode, and yes. we couldn't get him to be quiet. We tried various things. We tried putting him in a different room, putting him outside, even putting him in his crate, all sorts of things. None yes. of it worked. Yes. So unfortunately, pretty much all throughout this episode, you're going to hear Hudson barking constantly. Yes. So sorry about that, but uh, it was more annoying for us than it is for you. I, uh, I, I expect Daryl would have cut a lot of it out, but...
1: He's a good dog, but he's a very barky dog. Dow, yes, Dow's an excellent <laughs> dog. It was twelve out of ten <laughs> best dog. It's the nicest thing anyone's was ever said to him. Thank you very much.
2: <laughs> oh. This podcast is sponsored by Quick Shots Crossbow Delicatessen. De- delicatessen, are they sure about that name? Nah. Well, if you need a repeating crossbow, a ballista, Bumblebee Mark II, hand crossbow, the one that has quite a sting, collapsible spike thrower, dart gun, or even an enchanted fire shooting crossbow, or an icicle launcher, Quickshot's vast warehouse of more than two dozen crossbows will keep your enemies in the firing line. I <laughs> see what they did there. Very droll. All the tabletop playing news we aim to amuse and we aim to
0: enthuse Morris' unofficial tabletop RPG talk. Hello, 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 and welcome to Morris' unofficial tabletop RPG talk. I am Morris, aka Russ, or Russ, aka Morris, and with me, back from his trip to Peru, is
1: Peter Coffee from the Southampton Guild of Roleplayers.
0: Welcome back, Peter.
1: Ah, Russ, hello, uh, delighted to be here. You've been to Peru. I have, it was awesome. You enjoyed it? Yes, it was great. Did you see any uh, bears? I didn't see any of the spectacled bears.
0: No, nor... hat, None with hats and marmalade sandwiches?
1: No hats, none with marmalade sandwiches. I did discover two exciting types of marmalade. Oh? Yes, uh, chocolate marmalade and orange marmalade. Uh, not orange, that's normal. old marmalade. Banana marmalade. Chocolate, chocolate marmalade? Yeah, marmalade, chocolate. I was like... Okay, that's weird. Was it nice? Oh it's vaguely chocolatey and much like marmalade. So it's sort of like eating a Terry's chocolate orange, but yeah, okay. in marmalade form. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. It was it's all quite good really. Yeah. Yeah. I think my most interesting was a mango and chocolate spread. So it's like Nutella if it was made with things I liked.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've never actually had that. Um uh, it's
1: sort of an oily well, yeah, chocolate haze. Kind of thing. way I haven't had it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just take one look at it. Ooh. It's got a lot of
1: sugar in it, so it's got that going for it. Well, I
0: can't eat peanut butter either. It's
1: really? Just... <laughs> ah, well, you're pro- I mean, eating. I'm not allergic to anything, I eat, just hate it. Eating straight peanut butter is not for the faint of heart. Uh, I mean, generally, I recommend cutting it with a bit of jam. Uh, that's jelly for our American listeners. Not to be confused what with jelly it? for our British what listeners. It,
0: what is it for our French listeners? Um, oh, I don't know. Confiture, uh, I think. What is it for our German listeners? Jam. Mm, what is it for Australian listeners? It's jam, but upside down. <laughs> upside down jam? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> it's like dripping on your
1: head. <laughs> well, only if you don't use do it properly. He has to remember to secure it to your plate for us. God.
0: <laughs> nail <Knead> it down. <laughs> have, have you ever been
1: to the Southern Hemisphere? <laughs>
0: that is how things work in Australia, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, that's how I've been there.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was really annoying when I was, I was trying to watch Lord of the Rings the other day. Oh, yes. And I had to turn my TV upside down just to watch it. It, it was a big problem. Yeah, but still, I got there eventually.
1: Well, I mean, obviously, Russ is joking because he didn't see the raw in his footage, which, of course, would be upside down from our point of view. But it's amazing what you
0: can do with CGI nowadays. <laughs> right, shall we do some news? Oh, go on then, let's. All right, then. Uh, you don't really use miniatures that much, do you, in your games? I think...
1: Um, it does depend. Uh, I have been known to. I've been painting a lot of them. Uh, oh i found out who indiana jones is based off by the way
0: who indiana jones is based off What yeah. character yeah
1: come on then chap chap called hiram bingham he was basically the guy who publicized match Picchu. <laughs> picture okay. some people say he discovered it but i'm pretty sure he didn't discover it because people were living there growing crops <laughs> that that's not generally something you've discovered well it
0: seems Hudson's hudson better get out of the kitchen
1: hudson has escaped the kitchen uh, yeah, he's a bit like Steve McQueen's character from The Great Escape. Well,
0: no, Steve McQueen's character didn't escape.
1: Oh, yeah. So, he's, <laughs> so Hudson is officially smarter than Steve McQueen. Sorry, Steve. Although Hudson hasn't
0: been known to ride motorbikes.
1: Yet. Have <laughs> <laughs> you given him an opportunity to try? Oh, that's a scary thought, isn't it? <laughs> well, yeah, yes. Yes, I mean, considering he's got a good four-foot clearance from the floor. I'm like, okay, that's quite high. Um... I suppose what we could do is we could put a magnet in the kitchen and then maybe use a door to prop up the handle <laughs> and buy a door <gasps> a chair or
0: something. He's got to calm down in a minute.
1: Yeah, <laughs> anytime.
0: Uh, well, anyway, back back. <gasps> yeah, sorry, again. Uh, back to back to miniatures. Um, uh, so, WizKids are producing some more spell effect miniature sets. Nice, two of them, in fact. Ooh, and uh, so these are miniatures that represent things like. Flaming spheres and rope tricks and Lehman's tiny hut and mm-hmm. force cages and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so they're doing two two sets. They're yeah. both coming out in February twenty twenty, yeah. uh, and the first one is called Mighty Conjurations, mm-hmm. which has like the flaming spheres and arcane eyes and dancing lights and force cages and stuff. Yes. And that's forty nine ninety nine. <gasps> okay. Of those American dollars. USD. Yes. They uh, yeah. And for fifty nine ninety nine is yeah. the other set. And this is called Halaster's Tumultuous Templates. Ooh. And these are area templates for fireballs and webs and burning hands and stuff. If you look at hey. it, it's just like, you know.
1: It's a plastic circle with a flame effect and exciting colours of orange,
0: red, I green, of feel and like fifty nine ninety nine. It but doesn't look like that should cost more than that, does it?
1: Yeah, it's true you've got what? Four large circles, one small circle, a big and little triangle, and three squares and assorted sizes, and that costs $60, whereas, oh, crikey, um you get like a fairly large force cage.
0: Yeah, you get a bonfire, one crate bonfire, yeah. flaming sphere, rope trip, healing spirit yeah. beast, healing spirit fey, nice.
1: Maximilian's
0: earthen grasp.
1: Strong, that would be a canned. Uh,
0: Moldenkainen sword.
1: Uh, that yeah, that there. sort yeah.
0: uh, arcane eye which will be that thing there guardian okay. of faith six bones of the earth ooh exactly four dancing lights yes one lehman's tiny hut uh, one mm. mordenkainen's faithful hound ooh. one mm. lehman's secret chest yeah a force cage which is a cage cage and a force cage box
1: and a partridge in a pear tree <laughs> yes wow um, that's a lot of stuff Okay, so in terms of value for money, I think we're giving a big shout out to the Mighty first Mighty Conjurations. Mighty Conjurations, that's 50... Oh, I I can see that approaching being worth $50, yeah. Um, mm. Whereas the other ones, I'm like...
0: Yeah, I don't see why it costs more. Yeah. Oh, well.
1: I guess, yeah.
0: It's not just WizKids that is releasing some uh, D&D stuff, though. Really? Gale Force 9's got some stuff coming out. Gale Force 9, the crowd of people. So this is all for Eberron because the book comes out next month. Next month, you say? I think it is next month, is it? They have, are bringing out a, uh, well, as expected, a DM screen, which looks like this. I mean...
1: Oh, that's a lovely
0: DM screen. It is a very nice DM screen.
1: Uh, well, well it's, it's not an entire diorama on its own, which I'm a little bit disappointed by, won't lie. But on the other hand... The centre part, oh, crack it, it looks like, I don't know, goblins, gnolls, oh, that's uh, people jumping onto an airship, I remember that, that's pretty awesome. And then over to the left flank, you've got, looks like, halfling, barbarian dinosaur riders on the planes, hard to argue. And on the right flank, it looks like a couple of people standing in front of some sort of formaturgical engine, which is crackling with lightning electrical mm. power, and is probably just about to go boom. There
0: are also some maps. Yeah. We've got Corvair, uh, Renault, and Zendrick. Nice, nice. And Ooh. some monster cards.
1: Epic monster cards.
0: Epic monster cards. And the example that you can see there is a beholder.
1: But it does have a tarasque on the front cover.
0: Yes, it does have a tarasque and a blue dragon behind the tarasque And oh, that looks... blue dragon is sneaking up on the Tarasque.
1: And he's about to give him a quick zap in the ribs. I'm not sure what it is he's about to give him, but... I <laughs> <laughs> oh, say, so it's a family show, sir.
0: So. <laughs> I mean, the doesn't look totally happy about it.
1: Well, perhaps just enjoying it. So. Never <laughs> Uh Yeah, the
0: 2019 Great Blog Roll Call. Ooh, exciting. So, this is on a site called Dragons Never Forget, uh, run by a guy called Charles Aikins. And he used to run a site called Divers. Yes. And he used to do the Great Blog Roll Call. Well mm-hmm. Paul. Well cool. Yes. On that site. And basically what he would do is he would list every single blog he could find, D D blog he could find, or RPG mm-hmm. blog he could find. And we're talking, you know, you should be like four to six hundred of them. Yeah. And just uh cool. list them all in up. It's good order with a little sort of, you know, short review of them. Okay. And a note on how often they're updated. Okay. I mean it's it's generally a, a you know, it's a positive thing, so it's not a review yeah, so yeah.
1: much. A, so so it's like going over all the various RPG related blogs? You yeah, say. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and
0: There's yeah. just t- there's tons oh, and tons oh. and tons of them. And it's, you know, if you're looking for some RPG related blogs to follow on the net, this yeah. list is a really, really good place to start. Yeah. And I'm just scrolling down to find what he's written about my sites. Oh, there we go. A great place to start finding out what's happening in the hobby today, as Morris tends to break the news stories earlier than many other blogs. Yes. And if this were all Ian Lord provided, it would still be a valuable bookmark market bookmark even, for most role-playing game enthusiasts. In recent years, however, Morris has expanded what the blog provides to its readers by picking up regular contributions from Mike Tresker, Christopher Helton, Lewis Pulsiver, and many others so that his blog not only offers news, but perspective on the hobby as well. Updates 79 posts per month average. Yeah, nice. I didn't realise we did 79 articles per month on average. It's quite a lot, isn't it? Yeah, that's a good show. That's yeah. more than two a day. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. So,
1: over two a day, sometimes three, sometimes two.
0: So, yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's yeah. a list of like 400, 600, I don't know how many um, blogs here. And of course, he's missed out on the most important thing,
1: which is that you do podcasts of the blog as well. Do I? Yes, Russ.
0: Show what these microphones are.
1: No, no, no. This is not the conversation you're looking for. Move along.
0: <laughs> are you recording me without my consent?
1: Hmm. Yeah, sure. Like that.
0: <laughs> Putting it on the internet for all to hear. <laughs>
1: No, that would be awfully embarrassing if we did that. <laughs> we sound
0: a complete pair of wallings. <laughs> okay, what else do we have in the news? Uh, the One Ring 2nd Edition, which is coming out soon. Exciting. There is a rather nice map. Um, so this is a map of Middle Earth by yes. Jared Blando. Yes. And it is gorgeous.
1: Is there anything but bland?
0: It is not bland. No? It's not bland. So we've got the sort of whole map there, and we've got some bits where we zooms in on various locations around here. Right, you can see minus Tyrus. Oh,
1: that's nice.
0: Uh, there's the Shire and Hobbiton and uh, Brandywine Bridge. Yeah, and, it's uh, very much
1: sticking to the original sort of um, production values that came with the book, but like maybe like a little bit nicer if anything.
0: Yeah. And there's a picture of a Hobbit there who's apparently called Michelle Delving. Michelle, Michelle. <laughs> Do you like my joke? That's a good joke. That that's a good joke. I see. Yes. <laughs>
1: Humour, yes. (laughs) Perhaps we should not give up the day job. (laughs) Uh,
0: uh, Right. Uh, Have you ever played the uh, computer space simulation strategy game called Homeworld? Yes, I have actually. I have too. I have fond, fond memories of Homeworld, in fact. Yeah. Very much enjoyed that game. Well, yes. um, a company has acquired the license and is producing the official RPG. Exciting. I'm going to give you one guess. Which company is it that has done this?
1: <laughs> could it be Modiphius?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> Who could have suspected? <laughs> Modiphius, I'm in fact going to be producing the official Homeworld RPG. Ah, oh,
1: good for them. At least we know they'll make a decent <gasps> job of it. Yes,
0: yeah, it's going to use their 2D20 system. Yes. Um, I don't know much else. There's, a, there's basically one press release has gone out, and that's all the information there is at all so far. So yeah, why not? Yeah, and no, guess it's, it's coming out sometime next year. Oh sure, of
1: course that. They've done a number of other sci-fi games, so yeah. it's got a track record. Well, they
0: did um, Star Trek.
1: Yeah, that's true, and some other games I can't remember, which were quite fun. I remember being a, I remember doing a super high altitude low opening drop into a planet. That was a that was a laugh. But that's not the only map. Not the only map. There's another
0: map. Another map? And this is of Just Dread's Cursed Earth. Really? Yes. And this is yeah. going to be a two page spread Ooh. in the upcoming The Cursed Earth adventure supplement. Yep, yep. Which is available for pre order already. Yes. And it's a nice, big, gorgeous, full colour map.
1: Oh, ah, that how does do sound I, exciting.
0: How do I close that?
1: Okay. There. We, oh, there we go. Ah, okay. If
0: I turn it sideways.
1: Oh yeah, uh, so there we go. Um, mm. Oh, that is quite big.
0: What? Every time someone sees it, they always go, "Why is Ro- Mount Rushmore over there? It's in the wrong place." Okay. But there is actually a story reason for it. The judges yes. moved it. Of course. Uh, <laughs> also, also, <laughs> also in Mega City One, you'll also find the White Cliffs of Dover
1: well they were looking after those it was important yes yeah yeah okay so you've got mega city one on the on the east coast and mega city two on the west
0: coast and texas city down there in ah, texas of course and then you've got the cursed earth in between
1: yes we're absolutely uh, a long way across the uh, great dust bowl yeah it seems basically the cursed earth is mostly <laughs> a dust bowl with some mountains
0: uh i know i think that's about
1: it that's it for the news yeah well the cursed earth map looks really exciting people and uh, definitely if you're running what's old is new it's not is it called what old
0: is new yeah
1: what um Judge Dread in the world of 2000 AD if you're doing that using any sort of system but especially what's old is new we can definitely recommend that but the thing
0: that cursed earth map though is uh, we were doing our research to make it yes and we were trying to look for previous examples of cursed earth maps yes not exist really really there's some sort of there, there are some in the comics sort of within the panels but mm. they're very low detail and low res oh, and basic and stuff enough. there's no there aren't really any really decent sort of high res full color full of detail maps of the curse to earth so that means that this is actually going to be something that people who don't even play yeah. like games are going to be interested in but, yeah i
1: mean this is pretty much as far as you can tell from your extensive research in the archives, mm-hmm. this is actually the first full-colour, high-resolution map of the Cursed Earth. Yeah. Sweet.
0: It is, it is. Yeah. yeah Life all, in the old Judge Dread. yeah. Someone, someone's going to email us and say, actually, <laughs> and there's one that we completely missed.
1: <laughs> well, that, that's, that's fine as well. we we'll would be delighted to hear about that too. And then maybe we can shine some light of publicity on that. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: That'd be awesome. I mean, either way, we get to find out either it's the first one which is awesome or there's another one uh which it can stand in contrast hmm. to and then maybe people can say which they think is better yeah. but i must say i do like that one that's, ours,
0: uh, is better. ours is better than no. this, <laughs> this hypothetical <laughs> non-existent
1: other one yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm sure that i'm sure there's some stuff but yeah <laughs> if you do have a cursor map we'd love to see it because um, uh, it makes excellent podcast material
0: there was one last thing <laughs> yes uh, there's another unearthed arcana down straight there is these have been coming out like every seven minutes or something Hey, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good they're, they're um, hammering them out
1: yes yes um well I, I must say they do tend to get a lot of people very excited and so forth
0: they do yes. they do uh, so this one is uh three classes get new playtest options all of these things these ones that are hammering out now have all pretty much been um subclasses haven't they the last three or four of them yes. i think so in this one, we got a uh, fighter gets the rune knight. Yes. Uh, the ranger gets uh, the swarm keeper. Bees. 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 And the rogue gets the revived. Yes, it does. It does. Have you looked at this?
1: Yes, I have. What do you think? I think it's really interesting. I mean, pretty, pretty damn powerful, i got to say. Mm. Well, okay. So probably the... Easiest one to just completely break and abuse is the Revived Mm. because of the wording. Essentially, you get the damage Mm -hmm. you'd get for a sneak attack minus like maybe your dexterity mod Mm. um, after you've completed the bonus action, which the rogue, of course, gets a cunning action and can do stuff with their bonus action every single turn.
0: Mm.
1: So they do their cunning action, and then because they've done a bonus action, they can also use their sneak attack as a necromantic ray at someone. Was Baldric a rogue? Uh, no, Baldrick was actually a bard.
0: He has a lot of cunning plans, though.
1: He has a lot of cunning plans, like all the best bards.
0: Bards have cunning plans?
1: High charisma, low <laughs> end.
0: Yeah, yeah, but rogues specifically have a cunning action.
1: Yes, but Baldrick wasn't big for taking the actions. Black now, Black Adam was a rogue. <laughs> <laughs> he, he he knew uh, he was always had his arms to the main chance. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: uh,
1: what about
0: but, the Swarmkeeper? You had to look at that one. Oh well,
1: as I was going to say, basically the rogue, the a revived rogue, can get two sets of sneak attack per turn, mm-hmm. which is pretty good.
0: That's quite nasty.
1: That that is very unfortunate if you have to receive.
0: When you just basically describe it to me like that, it sounds yeah way overpowered. But it, it, like it. it is way overpowered. Yeah, okay, it's
1: just poorly worded, mm-hmm. uh, which is a bit of an issue. Uh, well, well,
0: it's is playtest material. Uh, yeah,
1: it? um, the room knight looks like a lot of fun. people are desperate to cross the room knight. <laughs> Is there something about Rune Knight that you object ah! to, Pound? Rune, ah! Rune Knight. Okay, then. So the Rune Knight.
0: So every time you me to say okay. Rune Knight. <laughs>
1: every time I say it. Yeah, no Okay, way. so the RK, as I will now refer to it. <laughs> no, he's Oh, failed. no, he's, he's, <laughs> code, he's broken the code already. So the new fighter subclass? Yeah, the new fighter subclass is really exciting. There's lots and lots of uh, different. Mystic symbols that it can engrave into things. because that's basically how it works. It doesn't have spell slots. It just says, "Okay, what we're going to do is we're going to engrave a mystic symbol into something, and then you've got a mystic symbol engraved into mm. something." Nice. Uh, I particularly liked the one that would give it the barbarian ability for a minute, uh, like basically giving it free rage resistance, mm. which I think with heavy armor would be quite effective. Uh, Swankeeper, I really enjoy. Um, because that is um, Yeah that's loads of fun I love the flavour I think the mechanics are a bit hit and miss For my taste mm. I don't know I don't, I'm not sure how I'd have changed it But just didn't I don't know it didn't really feel like Swarm keepery to me But yeah it's like uh, I haven't looked into it as <coughs> much But yeah the revived and the rune knight Looked pretty solid Phew we've made it down to the detention block these stormtrooper disguises work perfectly. Okay, what do we see?
0: Uh, there's a couple of troopers and a couple of officers in here. Uh, one of them looks at you and uh, he gestures at the Wookiee and asks, where are you taking this thing?
1: Okay, okay, I got this. What do I know about Imperial codes and procedures?
0: Make a bureaucracy, Jack. 42. Okay, yeah. You're, you're aware of the usual prisoner transfer procedure?
1: Uh, prisoner transfer from block 1138.
0: I think I'm going to need a persuasion check. Twelve. Uh, that wasn't very good. The officer goes to his console and he starts punching some buttons. I wasn't notified. I'll have to clear it.
1: That, no, this isn't working. Okay, um, what else can I see
0: here? Uh, there's alarms, laser gates, uh, cameras. There's all sorts of security equipment.
1: Mm, okay, I have an idea. I'll remove the Wookiee's curse and will pretend to shoot at him, but miss every time and hit a stormtrooper instead. Really? Yes, I'm sure that'll work.
0: It's a bit implausible, isn't it? You keep shooting at a giant Wookiee and every single shot misses him and hits a stormtrooper instead. Hey, I
1: have plus 38 in performance. I think I can pull this off.
0: Right. Uh, okay, make the roll. 88! Ha! Oh, yes. So, against all the odds, it works. You mow down the stormtroopers and the officers, all the while making it look like you're shooting at the Wookiee, and also, yeah, 88, you roll doubles. That's a critical, you also take out the cameras. Whoop, whoop. Perfect. Okay, so all the guards dead? Unbelievably, uh, yeah. Um, However, there is a voice squawking out of a comm unit. Uh, Someone's asking what's going on. Uh, Okay, I
1: tell them that everything is under control. Situation normal, that sort of thing.
0: Uh, the voice asks, what happened?
1: Can I say something about a weapons malfunction or something?
0: Yeah, sure. We're, we're bluffing.
1: Uh, oh, 29? I guess I feel a bit. Something like, "Er, had a slight weapons malfunction, but er, everything's perfect. All right now. We're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you?
0: <laughs> the voice sounds unconvinced. Uh, it says, we're sending a squad up.
1: Damn. Okay, another try, another bluffing check. Something, something, something. Reactor leak, dangerous radiation. I roll twenty-two. This is
0: getting worse. The voice sounds really suspicious now. It looks like you've blown it. The intercom asks you for your operating number.
1: Hmm. Mm, okay. Okay. Plan A is shot to
0: hell. Time to go with Plan B. And what's Plan B? Shoot everything and run. Huh, it was a boring conversation anyway. hello everybody uh thank you so much for listening to our podcast we just wanted to mention our patreon peter are you familiar with our patreon oh is
1: it uh patreon.com slash morris yes M-O-R-R-U-S.
0: at patreon.com forward slash morris you can find our patreon which is what pays for our podcast and buys yes. us all these wonderful microphones and yes. mixes and other little bits and pieces and wires so many wires and all these wires and uh, we have a uh, load of wonderful patreon backers at the moment and yes. those backers get we cherish you all yes we do cherish them very much and those backers yes. get bonus content every single week just as a thank you for uh, for backing our patreon
1: and because they're so awesome and so quick off the mark they also get to like talk to us in our discord channel which is pretty good Mm. And sometimes even deign to answer that uh, but even more importantly when we have guests coming onto the show they have the opportunity to ask questions of those guests mm. um, and then we will pass on the questions that we think we, our guests will answer
0: so please if you do enjoy the podcast head on over to patreon.com forward slash morris link will be in the show notes yes. and support us even with just a dollar a month Every little, every little bit helps it's time to play our favourite game, it's time to play the game Our favourite game in all the world, get the Kickstarter from just the game Alright, well we know what time it is don't we?
1: Um, well uh, I make it about 3.42 by
0: my watch And 3.42 is famously Yes Time to play
1: Our famous game in all the world ever Guess the Kickstarter based solely upon the name alone.
0: That's the game?
1: The the game which has been brought to us by the fantastic Egg Embry and his recurring column on Ian World, which is called Crowdfunding News. Uh it's not called Crowdfunding News, a roundup of all the Kickstarters which are finishing in the next week or so. It should be called that, shouldn't it? It really should be called that. People <laughs> still say, oh Egg, Egg, you missed these Kickstarters because to be fair like it's crowdfunding news you need to know mm. no no it's, it's it's a much shorter column <laughs> it's just a kickstarters which we were finishing within the last week or so yes I noticed you have become quite excised upon this matter <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, right anyway are you ready? I was born ready let's no, do this okay let's do this right number ooh. one is uh, the Nuadan Chronicles
1: ooh is that N-U-A-D-A-N yes then I would expect this to be stories um, involving some sort of fairies. Um, going. Is
0: that a an, word? An origin? I'm not familiar with the fairies. No, Nuarden. New
1: no, New uh, I keep on coming across it. It's uh, something I come across in reference to Irish Celtic mythology.
0: Yeah, right.
1: okay. Like the, I think while well, the. Fairy Princesses is called Nuada or Nuala in the Sandman Chronicles.
0: Mm-hmm. That is not within the set of things that I knew. Oh,
1: well. uh, you've learnt something new today, so you may now go to bed.
0: Can I? Yeah, right I now?
1: <laughs> yeah go for it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I see, like... take, pa- take the microphone <laughs> with you. we
1: <laughs> will just commence the rest of the podcast by a combination of shouting. <laughs> it will be fine.
0: Okay. Um, well, what this is is an okay. electro fantasy. Oh. Tabletop RPG. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's set in the post-post-apocalyptic world of Nuada. Okay. Uh, a place of uh, ephemeral magic, electric-powered steam tech, ancient ruins and dark secrets. Oh. Using a modified D100 system.
1: So you've had the post-apocalypse, but now it's got better. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very fair Is there an interesting subtitle? Uh, no, the New Arden Chronicles, and
0: electro-fantasy tabletop RPG.
1: Oh, well, the electro-fantasy would help. I'm hoping there would be elves in it, but...
0: It doesn't specifically say whether or not there are, but it wouldn't surprise me.
1: Ah, you can't go about getting elves in your tabletop RPGs, mm-hmm. yeah?
0: You know? Yeah, so you didn't get that one, unfortunately. No.
1: Sad times, sad times. Sad
0: times. One more for good luck? luck? One more for good luck? All yeah. right, then. Okay, let me find one that looks interesting. So I'm not going to give you a complete guide to nautical campaigns, because that seems a little obvious.
1: I imagine that it has something to do with ships.
0: <laughs> How about Visigoths versus mall Goths?
1: Oh, that's a name to conjure with. Um, I wouldn't describe it as being a particularly po face example of fantasy. So, I guess in the best traditions of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, there's been some sort of time travelling shenanigans, and you have a vaguely comedic setting where Visigoths have turned up at a mall and are engaged in epic conflict. Maybe even romance with more goths. And they're just like trying to out each other in a dreadful tumult of blackness, despair and um, pointy hats. <laughs> and I'm going to get out on them here and so say it's probably got like some sort of storytelling system powering it. Maybe powered by the apocalypse. It's always a, always a safe bet. Or maybe it's even got an original system. Uh, but something along those lines. Um... Yeah, and it will have a fair amount of spontaneously generated uh, plotlets focusing more on interplayer shenanigans rather than anything else. How about that?
0: You're not a million miles away. Uh, oh, uh, <laughs> it's, it's a, a weird '90s mall setting. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, so it's um, yeah. So you, you you said Bill and Ted. Yes. And that is right. one of the inspirations, along with The Craft, Empire Records, and Clueless. Woohoo! Uh, Visigoths versus Morgoths is a tabletop role playing game and That's dating sim. Right. About the conflicts and romances among the warriors who sacked ancient Rome mm-hmm. and 20th century spooky teens. I see. Set in a shopping mall in a Los Angeles suburb in 1996.
1: That is super specific. <laughs> it is,
0: isn't it? Yeah. Uh, well, there are a lot of bisexuals. The plot structure of Visigoths versus Morgoths resembles an open-world video game RPG designed for either one-shot or campaign play. Each adventure episode offers several quests that you may choose to pursue or ignore, and the mall setting is packed with many strange retro marvels to discover. There are a lot of bisexuals. <laughs> yeah, that's what it says. <laughs> I'm just a messenger.
1: <laughs>
0: well, I guess we'll just have to shoot you then, won't we? <laughs> okay.
1: Well, then. why not? Why, why
0: not? It's the original system as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when does it finish? It finishes on Thursday, the thirty-first of October.
1: It finishes on Halloween night. Yes. Because of course it does.
0: Why wouldn't it? <laughs> In fact, most of these most of these finish around about then.
1: Yes. Okay, well, yeah, that's well.
0: um, the Well
1: done. <laughs> oh, gosh, <well>, it's busy goss. <laughs> I just had this, like, sort of visage of, like, you know, just a shopping mall and there being rampaging cores coming down the around, like, a bunch of, like, very depressed-looking teenagers and everyone going, oh, great. <laughs> right,
0: I think that's probably right. it for our favourite game in all the world. Oh. Mm.
1: Does that mean we should move on to the topic of the week? We could do yes. Descent. Oh, yeah, that's quite a good game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I enjoyed the film. Yeah, Descent yeah, it's into, a great board game.
0: Descent into Avernus. Oh,
1: Descent into Avernus. Oh, that, mm. is, that is actually more relevant to what we're talking about. This
0: came out about a month ago. Yes. And um, for various reasons. We're only just getting to it today because yes. it took ages to get to me. And yes. you went on holiday and now we're doing it. Yeah! Hey! Uh So it's uh, Wizards of the Coast's latest um, hardcover, full-color um, adventure book. Yeah. Uh, and the plot is basically the city of Elturel has vanished. Yes. And uh, it looks like uh, Baldur's Gate is going to be next. And what's happened That's to problem. it is it's descended into a vermin. It didn't want to do that. He didn't want to do that, but uh, uh, Baldur's Gate is going to be next and the, uh, the PCs have to come along and stop that happening. Yes. basically the plot to it. Um, and the reason they're sinking into Avernus is because there's a, a deal uh, between Zariel and Archdevil. Yes. And uh, there is the High Overseer of El Turel, and okay. Zariel's capturing cities yes. and using their citizens as fodder in the Blood War. Yes. which um, seems like that sort of thing an Archdevil would do.
1: Well, yeah, it's like yeah, yeah, basic
0: Archdevil plot by one. Yeah. If I was an archdevil I'd do that.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like
0: pretty much in the job description really. Okay. So we've got uh, the book here. I like, we both got a copy of the book look. <laughs> We
1: both Thanks to the uh, kind courtesy <laughs> of Lee Donovan, our devoted listeners. Yeah. Uh, we have ourselves really a nice we, uh, He's lent me his personal copy of Descent into Avernus.
0: And I've got my own copy here. Yeah, so it, it's like, yeah. It's so a, the we've got a poster map, which you can pull out, which I haven't pulled out of mine. Yes, yeah, so uh, mm-hmm. I'm not he, going to He, out he hasn't these. pulled out his, he's yeah, lot of yeah. Uh, but it's the same image that we've seen before. Yeah, I think. yeah so, uh, it's a. on one. Oh no! I, it's, I, think, it's,
1: I think it's got like a double thing. You've got it's
0: double-sided. Isn't it? I'm trying to look at it without putting it. Out. Yeah,
1: yeah. I suppose I should put it. On. It is mine. Yeah. I suppose mm-hmm. I can put it out. I just kind of. Don't it, it looks it. like you've got a sort of a city which is sort of chained with big pegs to the ground, which I realise is unusual. Um, and there's a slightly redundant curtain wall. On how you, Keep your cities from escaping. They generally don't float off. They so stay where I put them. They're much better behaved. <laughs> Maybe you just need to train your cities better. That's <laughs> all I'm saying. The
0: <laughs> cities keep barking at me.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: it would drive you barking mad.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh dear! And then obviously now we got uh, an infernal script. Yes. Which is basically, like, you know, just, uh, Different symbol for each letter. It's making me think of more goths
1: versus fizzy golfs. This mm. looks like what you put the player hand out in. It's got very elaborate, curlicued, unnecessarily spiky things, and then uh, English transliteration underneath.
0: I think this book's got some of the best art the um, fifth edition has seen yet. Especially some of these double-page spreads. There's this one here with Balder's Gate. Double-page spread is absolutely
1: gorgeous. Oh, yes, yeah, so that. They've been plastering that everywhere. And
0: yeah.
1: And to be honest, the... To be honest, rightly so, because it, it, uh, they've got some amazing stuff. Like, I realise this makes excellent podcasting material, but they have a whole appendix, Appendix F, devoted entirely to showing off uh, the concept art that they had coming in to get it all done. Hmm. And It's been really, really good. Like I'm quite a big fan of Fae and fairy tales and so forth, so I was always very pleased to see the Madcap. Which is um, a murderous hell demon
0: <coughs> uh, relative of the Red Cap. This is a nice picture as well. Double oh, page wow. spread of the Blood War. Yep, yeah, that, that looks. There's a lot of fire going on there.
1: Well, yeah, that's probably why they're all immune. All the demons that aren't immune to it just died in the Blood War. Mm, yeah. yeah,
0: lots of demons just ripping the crap out of each other.
1: And you got like a giant, giant, giant one in the background just like pondering along saying, hey, I came here to eat stuff.
0: Mm. Oh, your stuff. Yeah. That's very, very well presented book. I yeah. Definitely, definitely one of their prettiest books yet. Yeah. Uh, we've got some exciting
1: stuff in the back. You got a bit of Yunogu, mm. uh the null demon lord, or the null generating demon lord. And you've got some Zarya as well, yeah. Mm. Archduke of averse. Oh, we have got some red caps. Is this the same? Okay, they actually have a Version of red caps with which I am unfamiliar. Oh. Nope. Because previously, I think maybe it was Volo's, they had red caps, and their main thing was they would just kick you over and then stab you with pikes. Whereas these little chaps are. wow, yeah. Uh, have wickedly sharp sickles and they will chase you and then kick you over with your iron boots, with the iron boots, pri- previous to uh, giving you a good kicking. So, yeah.
0: My yes. association with red caps is the hobnail boots and the good stopping.
1: Yeah, yeah, they, they got they got that in spades. So mm. yeah, um, there'll be some very sad, very sad PCs out there. So
0: how long have they been doing these flow charts of the adventures? I so remember the, at least the last Water couple of adventures we've looked at. They've done that in
1: Waterdeep, Dragonheist. They've definitely had it. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not sure if they had it in Tomb of Annihilation,
0: which was the last that. one before. I remember, but definitely they've got one here. Yes, this so yep, is absolutely. right near the beginning of the book. Flowchart explaining the adventure, so you can follow it through. Yeah, I say a flowchart. It's lit. It's, it's linear. It's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different things. Yeah, in it's a straight just lines, explaining you know? the various
1: yeah. um, parts that you're going through and so forth, which is quite good. Uh, yeah, no, it's uh, nice to have a bit of guidance on how they see things going out, mm. and because a lot of things are made compatible with Adventure League, it's good to know which chapters are going to be which levels
0: yeah okay. yeah yeah um maps by dyson logos again
1: yes that uh, is a very distinctive very clear art style I do yeah quite enjoy it's that. kind of
0: quite old old styley isn't it yes yeah and uh, it's all a single color mm-hmm. but yeah it reminds me of uh, yeah it reminds me of old style modules
1: yeah <laughs> indeed yeah um they've also got several pages of magic items, which is quite pleasant. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got an infernal puzzle box, which we familiar to you fans of Hellraiser. Is, is that what it is? Well, it's a cube-shaped container, five to mm-hmm. six inches on the side. Yeah. Airtight interlocking parts made from materials found in the Nine Hells. Uh, they're used to safeguard diabolical contracts, mm-hmm. signed between devils <coughs> and mortals. And when object is placed within it. It seals up. No magic can force box open. Becomes immune to all damage as well. Hmm. Just like you got damage? Oh, that's nice. I'm immune. Which is
0: pretty impressive. Yeah.
1: And they have a well,
0: There's a nice unique. art piece here with uh, the oh. contents of it. Double page spread again. The contents of Thavius Krieg's Mysterious Puzzle Box are revealed. Bum, bum, bum. Yes. You can see all this swirling stuff coming out of it. Uh, with a very
1: very smug looking tiefling with um, an amazing high collar he's just like saying yes we should open it up this way he um, does say it's supposed to be mundane rather than magical but I suppose it's probably been opened up and they're like well let's just let's not take any risks mm. we'll keep our hands well back
0: so, so each um, chapter has its own flow chart yeah. so it's not one big flow chart so at the start That's of each good. each chapter in the adventure you get a little flow chart that tells yeah. you how that chapter works Hugs which uh, I think is quite useful. And
1: again, with the expected level progression as well, which mm. I think is very, very darling. Yeah, yeah, so
0: this one, arrival in L2L for characters at level five, and a yeah. little paragraph just telling you what, not even a paragraph, you know, it's like two sentences, telling yeah. you what's in that. Section. Yeah, just to give you a really good overview. Yeah, you know, I like that. I like I like little things that just make, because I always find that running mm. a published adventure, yes. always well, for me, feels a little bit like revising for an exam. Yes, you've got to read size, so yeah. much stuff and memorize oh, so yeah. much stuff and, Especially if there's a lot of backstory and a lot of... A lot things with, that you didn't make up yourself. A lot of fantasy names and stuff. And, oh, yeah, yeah, You know, and things like that. It can get a little... feel like a chore rather than fun sometimes. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So anything yeah. that's designed to make that process easier. Yeah, yeah.
1: Again, like, I'm still looking at appendices, and they've got some fantastic stuff. Infernal War Machines. Yeah, well,
0: that was... Do you remember the boot thing? A large miniature shaped like a boot. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, we looked at, well, it must have been like two or three months ago. Yeah, that wasn't
1: the Abyssal Chicken. That no, a no, it was the
0: War Machine. Yeah.
1: Yes, yes. Or the uh, Traffic Cone or Doom, has it uh, been <laughs> described to me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That does sound unfortunate.
1: Yeah, so you've got those in various sizes. Mm-hmm. And also information on ways to do a good diabolical deal, which, quite frankly, is everything that someone mm. could want.
0: So looking through the chapters. Chapter 3 is where you arrive in Avernus. Yes. Um, so uh, Avernus, it says it serves as the front line of the, uh, of the Blood War. Ooh, and nice. the river Styx is used to enter Avernus. Demons from the Abyss use yeah. the river Styx to enter Avernus, where they hurl themselves against the legions of devils. So nice. it's like this blasted, war-torn battlefield these days. it's Hmm. Although it hasn't always been, apparently. Apparently, once upon a time, when Asmodeus created it, it was a plane of lush gardens and beauty designed to tempt and seduce mortals. Oh, okay, that sounds... But these days, it's just a, a complete wasteland and a battlefield.
1: So they decided to catch more flies with magma rather than honey.
0: Yes. Yeah, oh, okay. Fair
1: yeah. no, enough, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. For those interested in mechanics, there is a new background in the book, the faceless, which is um, someone who takes on a public persona, Mm. which is not their identity, but uh, it's a disguise. Um, You have a, and basically just adopts a part to go and become an adventurer for a bit. I'm not quite sure how this would differ from being an adventurer, but I guess a
0: deception is at the heart of it. Oh. Know, this is quite interesting. It's not some optional rules, right? So, oh, um, yes, yeah. if you die in a vermis, that that would when, be unfortunate. Basically, when you fail a death save, yes, an archdevil may contact you telepathically and offer assistance. I see. And you can make a deal to pass the death save instead. Ah. So, uh, if you, if you agree to the deal, you yes. automatically roll a, a twenty on the next death save. Yes. But you then owe the uh, owe the archdevil a uh, a favor. Office. Which you're magically compelled to perform.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'll we'll call the Archdevil Healing Centre now. <laughs> all our, all our Archdevils are standing <laughs> there <laughs> 24 hours a day. They're waiting for your call for help now. <laughs>
0: There's also thinking thing about Flesh warping, warping here. Flesh Warping? Flesh Warping, where you roll d100 yes. to find out what happens to you. So oh. say you roll 45. The target skin becomes scabby, granting it a plus one bonus to AC but reducing its charisma by two.
1: Oh, nasty. I think that's if you get hit by, was it, demonic ica coated yes, weapons or something? That's correct. Yes.
0: Yeah, sounds lovely.
1: Yeah, fair, fair save on that, my friend. Mm. Uh, yeah, then you too can grow an exciting new tentacle <laughs> in places you did not think tentacles belong, <laughs> which is no. <laughs> Pretty much anywhere, tentacles do not belong.
0: No, yeah. generally speaking. I've got another double-page spread here. Oh, that's lovely. That's a infernal war machine in battle, with someone riding atop it. And oh, there's yeah. flames and fire and magma everywhere.
1: Ah, that's uh, one of the NPCs from the book. Mm. Yeah.
0: There's a lot things. of these rocks floating in the sky as well, I noticed. Well,
1: you yeah, know, gravity is pretty much optional. and It's hell, they don't really uh, bother with so, so many rules sometimes.
0: And then, yeah, yeah. Uh, what else have we got? They're so trying to do it without actually sort of. Reading out the actual adventure parts and yeah, you know what I mean, and, yeah. and totally ruining the adventure. Well,
1: I mean, what, what's your impression of the book?
0: I like it a lot, yes. Um, I haven't read every word, but I've looked through it, yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, met, I think I've mentioned to you before that mm-hmm. I like um, the indie adventures that do something strongly thematic, yes. Um, which is why I like Strahd and the whole sort of gothic horror. Thing yep. that they did with that, mm-hmm. um, whereas something like *Tyranny of Dragons* or something like that, I find a little just, 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 just you know, standard fantasy. So mm-hmm. I like, I like a bit of theming, theming in there, and um, this has that in space yes. uh, so you know, I'm kind of attracted to it because of that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm also liking it because it's another example of original work. What oh, was the Coast.
0: Yeah, that's true. It's not a resurrected. Adventure.
1: Yeah, it's not a resurrected property. It's not basically a reprint updated for fifth yeah, edition. Yeah. Nothing wrong with those, but I, I just like to have something that's new. Yeah. That that I can that's take, fair to, enough. Because I, I, I come across players who have who are like, Yeah, I stopped role playing about thirty years ago. Mm. So how far off am I? And it's like, well if you've been here in the two thousands massively, nowadays not so much. Yeah isn't exactly.
0: <laughs> it? Yeah. Yeah. So you're looking at um, the stained glass windows they were done by Claudio Posas?
1: Ah oh, yes, there.
0: The fold of um, the fold of serial.
1: Yeah, I, I, uh, I don't think this would be spoilers to go through them, but it's uh it's 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 a half of a double page spread. It consists of what six windows there, mm-hmm. and it's in a very iconographic style, which you know um, I would look twice at. I must admit, if I did see it in a church, mm-hmm. but. I, I'd be like oh, that looks normal wait a minute <laughs> <laughs> that's not right at all <laughs> yeah uh, tracking the fall of Zerial and uh, um, going over from um, Blue Good to Black Bad mm. so, yeah beautiful stuff apparently evil's bad for your hair so if you see a bald man you're it <laughs> no, you must be evil <laughs> what
0: <laughs> 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 I'm looking at um Arkan the Cruel here which is Ooh. Joe Manganiello's D&D character. Oh, really? he's now officially in this book. Oh. He's a uh, challenge 16. Ooh, uh, dragonborn board. the lawful evil. <laughs> ah.
1: Oh, he has an
0: aura of hate. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> he has the hand of Vecna. Oh. Which is nice. Yes. Yeah. Um yeah, beast. Does he have the eye of Vecna? He does not apparently have the eye of Vecna. Oh. He has the hand and he has a great big axe. Well I I,
1: I hear like uh, if if you are a sufficiently evil party, you too could quest for that most evil magic item. The head of Vecna
0: <laughs> course you you've got to cut your own head off
1: <laughs> Well there is that, but I'm I'm sure like that. No true evil character would let that little detail like that stand in the way of ultimate power.
0: have got stats for Bell here. Bell? Yes, one of the arch devils.
1: Oh, nice. And one of
0: the rulers of the plains of, uh, of hell. He's a challenge 25 large fiend. He's, uh, he's quite nasty. You would yeah. not want to mess with him. So this book goes
1: from... Levels 1
0: to 13. <laughs> yes. I, yeah, I suppose you're not supposed to actually uh, get into an arm wrestle with yeah, it. Yeah. Well, if you if you did
1: find Bell and put him a headlock, then that would be a problem.
0: Yeah, that would be impressive. You know what? I'm not even going to try and pronounce that. What's that? Uh, cost, oh, my God. There's no, there's no vowels.
1: No, is,
0: <laughs> there, there's three vowels in there. <laughs> there's just like
1: 12 letters. Um, uh, cost. Chai Koshchi, I would say, probably. <laughs> um Koshchi, Uh, who is some sort of underground uh, He doesn't look that bad to be fair, he's like more sort of a demon spirit thing. But and this is the issue. Uh he's a challenge rating 25. <laughs> 75,000 XP, boys and girls, if you can take him down.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, we've got TM at here. Yeah. Um, hey.
1: Challenge
0: rating 30. <laughs> What was she in um Two and Dragons?
1: I don't know. Oh. Well, I haven't bought it yet and I can't look at her stats there. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> until I,
0: do. I don't know if, I don't know if she's the same or not. I mean she's interesting, she's chaotic evil in this book. much yeah. traditionally lawful evil. Yes. And um is traditionally ruled the first layer of hell. But yes. now she's a prisoner or something, isn't she? And um
1: Well to be fair, like based on her like sort of um Persian slash Assyrian roots. Being chaotic evil seems pretty legit. Mm. Um, oh no, no, she's a fiend, not a dragon. Which is a bit sad times. like I know you've got to categorise things, she probably falls more within it. But you'd hope that the Queen of Dragons would like have a bit of dragon in
0: her. Oh, I mean, she's got all the dragon abilities. She's got all the breath weapons and all the frightful presence and all that. She's got all the dragon Drumons. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. I mean, I don't think anyone would look at him and go, "That's not a dragon." Yeah, uh, I can't believe it's not a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no actual picture of it there. It's just a. Oh. Beautiful. Yeah, it's just quite powerful. Is us stats for Modius anywhere. Yes. Well, as
1: suppose we'll be pleased to hear that the Abyssal Chicken is only a CR quarter. <laughs> that's creature. a horrible looking thing, isn't so it? So that's something that you only need to fear because it will make you go bl- mad rather than something that will destroy you
0: completely. So basically, it's like the first 150 pages of the book's The Adventure. Right. And then starting about halfway through the book, we yeah. then start with the Baldur's Gate Gazetteer. Oh, okay. So then we've got maps and details all about Baldur's Gate. Nice, nice. Um, tables. Let you bring it to life. Yeah, yeah. yeah, uh, about yeah, everything everything you need. Dangers and Baldur's Gate organizations, a nice big double page map here of the city. It looks quite that's, lovely. That's gorgeous. Quite a nice yeah. map there. Um, yeah. things about city landmarks, uh, random encounters. Yeah.
1: Upper city, the lower city. All
0: sorts of stuff. Um just I'm just quickly flicking through these pages here. and yeah. Um, yeah, various n- neighbourhoods here. Um, a lot, a lot of like stuff we've seen from um, Waterdeep, in fact. is <laughs> kind of written in the same sort of way.
1: Well, of course, we do have the Baldur's Gate 3. Um, computer game. Yes, coming Come, out, coming soon. So, um, obviously, it has been established that one can recreate Lost Mines of Phandelver. Mm. So, I guess the question would be, when are people going to? Okay. I'm pretty certain, this is probably, like, I don't know, I haven't researched it, but, you know, it just occurs to me, someone's going to try and recreate Baldur's Gate 1 using the tools from the yeah, computer maybe, game.
0: maybe,
1: I mean, that would be a hell of a thing to play through, wouldn't
0: it? Talking of D&D computer games, um, you know that, uh, what was it, Silastha? okay do you remember the one um, the, with the verticality and uh, oh yes I can't yeah. remember the name of the game Solaster, magister or Solaster or something I can't remember the name something of the game like, okay. the one um, with the verticality that's on yeah. scene
1: that you can't play yeah. and I keep forgetting to download yeah. which I should play so I can tell you about it and say yeah. how good it is I was
0: going to say I did try to get them on the podcast but they yeah. said um, they said could they only come on for like 20 minutes I just pop on, and I said, Not really, that's not really the format oh, of the show. And no. I said, Oh, we can't really spend any longer than that because we're too oh. busy making the game. So, well,
1: oh, okay. well, I mean, to be fair, it's a legitimate excuse, yeah.
0: So, but unfortunately, they won't be on the podcast, but
1: yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it'd be nice to uh, have a chat with them and so forth, yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, well, yeah. They, they appeared on Shane's podcast a oh, few okay. weeks back, yes. So, if you want to dig that up,
1: mm. them. yes, yeah. Uh, I, think, I think I'll give the game a go first and see if it's uh, any good.
0: Yeah, well, unfortunately I can't because I've got a Mac. Because uh, there's the demo. Have you played the demo?
1: I haven't played the demo because I keep forgetting to download it Oh, right, okay. Yeah, they, I can't because I've got a Mac. But, uh, yeah, yeah. You're, you're crippled by your inferior technology. I uh, understand. You
0: know, it does what I, I need it to do, but it's not great for yeah. games.
1: Yeah, yes. Or Audacity. So hopefully this podcast won't sound terrible because, despite the best efforts, Darryl, we are recording this one using QuickTime rather than Audacity.
0: yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what all those those barking sounds are. It's the software.
1: Yes, yes, that's not that's not um, Hudson the beast, mm. <laughs> the beast of barking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the beast of bitten. There you go. Yeah,
0: beast of bitten. <laughs> the barking beast of oh, bitten. Yeah. Hudson. Uh, the of we posture. should record an apology for that as well. <gasps> uh, yeah, yeah, I think we're probably pretty much done now. Yeah. Yeah. Um... There's an infernal rapture menu. There's a menu at the back. Yes. Appetizers. Include pickled vine blight salad and spicy shredded stirred sliders. Look, can you read in fun? Well, if really, you can,
1: you it. get you get that version. if you can't, you get the other version. Yeah,
0: I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Would, they, would they have sliders in somewhere that's not America? I think <laughs> I've seen them somewhere.
1: But yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> I, I'm not entirely got the sure. American menu in a bonus. Yeah. Well, they have got like. Basically, infernal Harley Davidsons, so why not?
0: Yeah, I suppose so. Roasted werebore seasoned liberally with pepper and paprika. Nice. Twice battered axe beak strips with a brandied plum sauce.
1: Ooh, exotic.
0: Ooh, deep fried miniature giant space hamster seasoned mm. to perfection with rosemary, basil, thyme, and tears.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> tears. that. That does remind me a little bit of Peru because you know what they really love in Peru? Mm-hmm. Guinea pigs.
0: To eat. Yes. Really?
1: It's it's like it's the most adorable and the most terrible thing at the same time. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like the, the guinea pigs are a domesticated beasts. There's like you go to people that have like their it's like Inca style houses mm-hmm. and you've got. Guinea pigs just roaming around the floor, squeaking away. quee, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is the name for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, the best way to get them is to roast them and then to insert a hot stone into their middle. Lovely. Yes, apparently that makes them extra delicious. I'm sure it does. I think I'm a, a vegetarian, t- so i think like, oh, <laughs> I'll, I'll have to skip on that one. Did Jess try it? No, she's not. No. Um, uh, but she drew the right? line. Yes. A guinea pig. But apparently, yama is quite nice. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So we made jokes about poor old Jorge and how he gave his life for her food. Dearie me. Yeah, dearie dearie me. Well, bit, but the game well, people a step too far.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I guess we're probably done then. Are we? Oh. Um, well, that was descending to Avernus without actually giving away details of the adventure itself. Well, yeah, it's, half, sure. it's half adventure, half Baldur's Gate. Well, we know... It here.
1: Yeah, it's true. Uh, but we know that you won't have played it before. It will do you from levels 1 to 13 and you can probably weave uh, it into... Any of a extra dimensional campaign. And it's very, very pretty. It is very pretty. I'm liking it. Mm. Yeah.
0: Okay then. All right, I guess we're done for the week. Yeah, who have we got on next week? Don't know. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, oh, next week is our Halloween episode. Ooh. Oh, I suppose it would be, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah Being yeah. Halloween next week.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> don't think of that
0: one. I how about this one idea for a Halloween episode yeah Now I've got two ideas actually yeah. what, do you like either of these mm-hmm. one we revisit the satanic panic of the 80s you know when Ooh. D&D was being banned and all that sort nice. of stuff because that's got a bit of a yes or we could look at devils and demons in D&D throughout the editions and how they've sort of changed
1: uh, yeah that sounds like it could be a good laugh
0: yeah do, do either of those two sort of sound
1: more interesting to you I would probably be more interested in talking about the Satanic Panic. Cool. Uh, Just because, you know, it's a, it's a thing that happened and there's lots of people going into the hobby nowadays who, yeah. who were literally not alive at the time. Oh,
0: well, it's decided then. Yeah. Next next week, the yes. Satanic Panic is our Halloween episode. Oh, marvellous, marvellous, yeah. Mm. Um, Are you going to be dressing up with your your hooves and your little horns and what you're saying I, I I would
1: turn up to a podcast
0: undressed <laughs> Well, you usually turn up undressed, certainly.
1: So. <laughs> hey, I stopped doing that in I stopped doing that after summer end. Then You kept complaining. Yeah. You know, you're like Pete, you can't just turn up in wife and a pair of flip flops. That's not an exceptional. You're not posting you on <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, lovely. So uh, with a fantastic mental image to scar you with, uh, we're all set for the Halloween episodes. Yeah,
0: All right, Well, hopefully Daryl can try and make this sound not as awful as it probably does sound with all the interruptions. It was mostly just barking. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure how, how this one's going to come out, but yes. we did the best we could in the uh, situation we found ourselves in.
1: Yes, and Hudson remains, as ever, deeply adorable.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't <laughs> deeply adore him right now.
1: Adorable, but strangleable at the same time. It's a, it's a, it's a fine line to walk. Which is he's quiet now he finished. Oh, of course, yeah. yeah. He's uh, just tired himself out after two
0: hours of constant barking. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah.
1: Okay. Mm. Uh,
0: well, that's it for this week. Uh, until next week, is goodbye for me, Russ. And it's goodbye for me, Peter Coffey,
1: from the Southampton Guild of Robbers. Right, bye bye.